Welcome to Everyday Lies, a show about the dumbest and most terrible things people actually believe in. From folk logic and superstitions to deeply held beliefs, creeds, and codes, from politics to mass marketing, popular grifts, cons, and comforts. How many lies do you live by? <laughs> and my guest today is one of my very good friends and like knower of things about this episode, Maya Papaya, <laughs> who can be found on no social medias. It's true. And that's the way she likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. So Maya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hmm, where to start? Um, I attended herbalism school a couple years ago, and that transformed into me falling in love with more of the botanical world. So I moved to Eugene, Oregon, where I pursued my passion of plants. And uh, really in between, I just like to travel and be a gypsy and sometimes, you know, come back to Colorado where it's kind of my home. And where all my friends are, but yeah, um, that's that's basically me in a nutshell. Just traveling and collecting experiences and memories and meeting people from all different backgrounds. And many rocks. And many rocks, yes. And plant clippings. Um, yeah. That's so wonderful. Mm. What's your favorite plant clipping of the season? Hmm... Honestly, I don't know if I've clipped any plants of the season because we are in the middle of a pandemic. That's true. Yeah. We haven't been out much. No. This is, you are my first guest since the pandemic happened. Weird time. It's basically be, been me and the producer. <laughs> <laughs> this is me and Chris. Oh, God. <laughs> 2020 podcast. 2020 podcast. We've recently figured out how to... Uh, like record remotely because we're we're all we're just starting this up and coming and running from the seat of our pants we flap and it's worked out pretty well we we did a couple test runs with some recording things uh with people who don't have any equipment so I'm really excited about that it still came through clear and we were able to like get good things out of that I'm excited yeah the setup is amazing how you're coming in a little cold. I did tell you a little bit about it, but you're coming in a little cold. But the title of this episode is Why People Hate Food Stamps. Let me make sure I got that title right. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. I swear to God I wrote it. Well, it'll be it'll be um, Why People Hate Food Stamps. I think that's a pretty good title. When I publish it. So I think that's a really good title. Just realized they had that power. A lot of people hate food stamps. They do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read to you a little bit here, and we're going to have a quick, not quick, discussion <laughs> <laughs> uh, about, about some research that I've done to present you and to my listeners. And also a fair bit of it is from the heart, as it were, and I will explain why. So a few years ago, I was driving somewhere and I saw a bumper sticker that said, work hard and pay your taxes. Millions on welfare depend on it. And it was next to a Trump-Pence sticker mm -hmm. and a don't tread on me sticker. And it was an older white couple in the car, so maybe an okay boomer, retrospectively, <laughs> should suffice. <laughs> but I thought about stopping them 
And I thought about flagging them down at the next light and thanking them for paying for food stamps and Section 8 housing. Sure, they would have thought I was being completely facetious at first, but if I could convince them that I was being genuine, maybe I could convince them that they were doing a good thing. I had a nice savior complex fantasy about rip- about them ripping the bumper sticker <laughs> off the car. <laughs> and I know this sounds strange and problematic, even if you get my point. However, I wondered if I could really express to them how much different my life and many people I've known's lives would have been, would have been so much worse without these safety nets. And I wonder if they had known how much they helped other- others would it matter? I don't know. But as a culture, we're often too proud to claim things and instead think of ourselves as future billionaires, Mm -hmm. even as we toil at our minimum wage jobs for Mm -hmm. decades. And I was one of many kids whose parents could not or would not have been able to support a child with food and shelter without it. I do want to thank everyone who paid for that who granted me access to healthcare and food growing up and a few times as a destitute adult. As much as I would have liked to have shown them the numbers, show them how it isn't the poor taking the majority of their tax dollars, it isn't the poor who are too lazy to work, I could have done that too. And I I debated about what would be better. And I remembered something that Newt Gingrich said to a CNN reporter when he was Speaker of the House. He was asked point blank why he was saying things that weren't true, basically. And he said, as a as a political candidate, I'll go with how people feel and let you go with the theoreticians. Mm. I didn't I didn't make it to the light to talk to those people. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really serious about stopping them. That seemed crazy. Then again, the whole world's crazy right now. This movie I should have. I'll never know. However, I can talk to all of you about this and you about this. I titled this episode Why People Hate Food Stamps because there are a lot of lies about food stamps and they all seem to point in the same direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about this. And yeah, I would also like to thank everybody who has helped me get food on the table and also health care. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank- Even if those people are not agreeing yeah, like- to helping, I'm super grateful that they. Yeah, I know. It's it's also facetious. Mm-hmm. It's, a re- it's a bumper sticker that's supposed to like piss you off, you yeah, know. And yeah. instead, I'm just like, truly though, like thank you. You fed me. I, you I don't me know. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the most basic argument, and by argument, I mean lie that feels true to too many, that I hear in favor of getting rid of social programs is that these people are just lazy, and no one should have to pay their way. I've heard also that they commit fraud and live large on taxpayers' dime. I've heard that the cost is outrageous and it's ruining the economy. I've heard... Excuse me, I, I burped, because we're, we're drinking right now because this pandemic. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? To, like, not have a beer after yeah, 6 p.m.? Talking during... about food stamps? We need, we oh, need a beverage. Oh, God, yeah. like... Look outside and tell me that you haven't cracked a beer also, Puritans. (laughs) Anyway, 
I've heard that the cost is outrageous and it's ruining the con- the economy. I've heard that you can use food stamps to buy drugs and cigarettes and alcohol. And I've heard that women have kids just to get on welfare so they don't have to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most of you have also probably heard of this mm-hmm. particular brand of urban mything. Yeah. I was in Grand Junction for a funeral once when one of the family members of the person who had died started telling us about how he knew that people bought alcohol and cigarettes with food stamp card, having grown up on them, being old enough to even remember when they were actually paper stamped slips. <laughs> I tried to correct him as kindly as possible, given that I was staying with the grieving family. He pushed back harder, saying he knew what he knew. He'd seen it. This was, of course, complete bullshit. <laughs> you can't use food stamps even on hot food let alone Marlboro's in a 40. I was angry with this person for being so shitty about it. He was obviously lying. And I knew I knew that. But I'm so sure it felt true to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It just echoed back to this conservative mindset of what feels true is true. You can true. buy whatever you want with something that says food, specifically food stamps on it. Yeah, you could buy cigarettes. What? Where's the logic? <laughs> Where's the logic? Of course, I have some lo- some links for all of you as to why this is all bullshit on the Tumblr page. Also, it should be noted that this is investigated and punished by disqualifying stores for letting people buy things they shouldn't with SNAP and TANF, which we'll go into in a minute. Because, like, why would you do that? Like, you're the one breaking the law. There's a good chance that a lot of these people don't know they can buy certain thing. They can't buy certain things with it. And then they try and then they do. And then anyway, it's just there's there's always a lot of finger pointing at the easiest person to point the finger at in all these scenarios. So look for that on our Tumblr page. But the studies and stats show that most people on food stamps work. And it also shows that fraud is small in comparison to the benefits and payout and like the payout of you trying to commit welfare fraud is so limited, as well as like most recipients, even receiving full benefits, have trouble meeting expenses. So it's it seems really unlikely to me that anybody, even with three identities, is living large on food stamps. stamps, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go party with the with this $100 I get a month. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's like, okay, so you get a certain amount, even, even if the tan of cash, like, we'll go into, you get a certain amount at the end of the month, and, like, you've paid everything, and you have $3 to buy a 40 like, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, um... Lost my place. Hold on. I'll clip this so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ha ha. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to say something about, I'm not going to quote Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> because she did that fucking stupid uh, welfare challenge. It was a food stamp challenge. So the average American receives like $29 a month for food stamps to support themselves and like maybe your family or whatever. I can't I can't remember exactly what it was that was the stipulation of how many people you were feeding on $29 a week. But 
the things she bought were they're not crazy don't get me wrong you should want those things but it was i just thought it was funny that she even thought you could survive on, on the 30 dollars on the things that she bought for 30 dollars a week it was like one meal it was yeah. like one meal's worth of things yeah so like who the fuck knows what she thinks is affordable in her weird vagina candles <laughs> It's I, I can't make that shit up. Like the food stamps thing was funny enough, but did you hear about the vagina candles? No. Oh my god, you didn't know. No. You think that? No, I couldn't make this shit up. What? She makes candles that are scented like her vagina. Oh, like she claims that are scented like her vagina. What? Yeah. When I first heard about this, I was like, oh, she's making like candles in the shapes of vaginas. Cool. Nope. Scented like her vagina, allegedly. Like, what am I gonna buy that to smell? Yeah, I don't know. What? This is this is what rich white people be up to. What? That's insane. I don't know. At at a certain point, you just become like the ultimate kind of con artist as a celebrity, I guess. Like people will literally scented like your vagina, scented, allegedly scented by your vagina. Should we order one? I don't know. Okay, listeners, if you want to pay for us to buy one of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles and rate it on air, we will do that. Just (laughs) basically just send it to us. I don't know. Like, email me. I'll give you an address to send it to. Uh, Everydaylivespod at Gmail. Whatever. We'll try it. People have sent weirder things through the mail, like bodies and cats. Wish tried to sell me a snake. Hmm buy a snake off of wish i was like that that's terrible the but internet the is a strange internet. strange universe so i don't claim to be an expert on the economy it seems pretty basic if you don't have money you can't spend money that stimulates the economy so if you have a large population with no money the economy stagnates mm-hmm. welfare fills up the gap allowing economy to stay afloat and money to keep flowing guy used to know econ student said once roughly the state of the economy depends on how well the people in the economy think the economy is going absolutely (laughs) and how much they're willing to spend so chances are if you have no money you don't feel great about spending money uh the same thing has been asked of millennials in the form of questions like why don't you want to have kids why don't you want to buy a house why don't you buy fucking diamond rings for each other like, sir, I work for seven twenty-five an hour. Like, what diamond rings are, are you, you talking, talking about? Talking about? Yeah. I'm sorry, the one, the ones from the gumball machine. I was just going to say that. <laughs> 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 I can afford that one. I can afford that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know what? That's cuter now. I used to think that was like kind of a weird story about like gumball engagements. Uh huh. Get it now. Yeah, or a ring pop. <laughs> I fucking yeah, get why it. Why not? You know, just give me a ring pop. Yeah. I don't really it's like. It's a symbol of love. You don't need a diamond. You're kind of like gaudy and overkill anyway. I don't know. It's and like, it's blood money. It's blood money. Yeah. And I, it's it's ugly blood money. Mm-hmm. Like it's tacky and covered in the blood of children. Why? Why is it a symbol of love? Okay. Buy, buy the rings off of Etsy. Like, those are fucking cool. And, like, an artisan made them 
or whatever, you know, artsy store. You yeah. used to make jewelry. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Those rings you made support were amazing. Support the local artists. Yeah, support yeah. the local artists. Yeah. So there was one more lie. That you can buy drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes with food stamps. Mm-hmm. You cannot. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> uh, what they think they're talking about is food stamps. What they're actually talking about is temporary assistance for needy families, which is TANF for short. Now, I came across a Reddit, a Reddit thread that, of course, related all the most basic, ignorant opinions about this. From a retail worker being upset that people use TANF would buy these things. Like, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Like, you're buying that from a Target or a King Supers or whatever. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, one of them was a retail worker being upset that people would... People using TANF are buying things that they shouldn't. And most commenters agreed. But one person was like, yeah, my family did this when we had an extra bit of cash, but, like, fuck us for wanting to enjoy anything, right? Which is like, also, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally that, valid. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, to which someone else replied that it wasn't yours, so you don't get to spend it like that because you didn't earn it. And like, you know, cue eye roll. But while I don't disagree that if you're poor, your welfare money is probably better spent on other things, it is actually their money. We all pay taxes to support programs like this our whole lives. Take my, my grandmother's old chestnut of wisdom. Nothing is certain but death and taxes. Amen. Go grandma. Yeah. <laughs> grandma was wise as, as she was mouthy. There are these safety nets that pay for all of us that are paid for by all of us. When a person goes on welfare, they've usually already paid into it or they're a child. And if you're a kind of asshole, things that like ch- children should just get to starve to death, like fuck you. I'm We're not even going to entertain yeah. that. Like no. I don't care whose parents, whatever. Like no kid should have to go hungry because like mm, their parents had to earn that. Like fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, yeah. you literal South Park character of a person. Yeah. Entitlement. Entitlement. Let's call that entitlement. That's entitlement. Stop <laughs> calling food stamps entitlement and call that shit exactly. entitlement. Yeah. So I also found that many states actually have no laws banning these transactions. In fact, in more states than I would ever have thought, and of course, all the ones you can think of, you can buy guns with TANF. <laughs> in fact, legislators in some states, like Texas... I was going to say, hmm, Texas. Yeah, yeah everybody mm. thought Texas. None of these things are expressly banned from sale, but the website reads, Texas statute specifies that benefits are only used for goods and services necessary for well necessary for the welfare of the family such as food, clothing, housing, utilities, childcare, transportation and medical and medicine supplies. The regulation is that the mo- that the money must be used to purchase goods and services necessary and essential to the welfare of children such as food, clothing, housing, furniture, transportation, laundry, medical supplies, household supplies, and recreation. But there are not specifics banning these sales. And I'm just so sure that booze, cigs, and guns applies to that list in the hearts of Texan legislators. 
Because I, I need guns this to is, protect my family. Exactly. This is a necessity for my well-being. It's interesting. Like, you know what? I'm not even, like, totally against, like, $200 to every American to just, like, buy a gun or whatever. Like, uphold the Second Amendment, right? But at the same time, you can't be mad about people buying even like alcohol if if for there guns no re- well, like, and if, if there are no regulations if yeah, it's if not no specified regulation then how are you going to blame the people for spending the money on a certain thing As, yeah so the department's website like uh like the department of human services website says that tanf cash cannot be used to buy these things after you pull it out of an atm and it becomes cash money. So at least, like, someone has some sense. So so <laughs> as soon as you get the cash, you cannot spend it on what? It gives you, you specific A, B, and C? As soon as you get the cash, you can't spend it on this, that, and the other thing. Guns, drugs, alcohol. Like... How the fuck you regulate that without an express law saying that you cannot? Right. And how do you track cash? Right, but it's also those people's fault, not right. the store who sold them this shit. Exactly, yeah. Or even that there isn't a law saying that, no, you can't buy these things like expressly. So making this legislatively clear is how you get to be able to make sure these things don't happen. Right. It kind of seems like they just left it out on purpose, does it not? Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to have specific things that you don't want people to do, you should... Fireworks. Fireworks. Can we buy fireworks with... With red, white, and blue. Um, The sparkiest things do America. (laughs) Sorry, that's... (laughs) I think that's our national anthem, right? Anyway, Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? Our national anthem should be Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I decided this yesterday. Okay. If we make it through the pandemic? Yeah, I don't know. Um, But that's a thing. It's like... This is how our society, I feel like, um, works nowadays. It's like you find the loophole and you go for it if you need to, you know? And if they want to make certain things a certain way, you need to be specific. Or people are going to take advantage of it or not, you know? And it's like, if you're not going to make specific rules, then how are you going to blame the people for breaking a rule that wasn't there in the first place yeah and then you're you're gonna be mad about it but then you're mad at the poor people not the legislator exactly exactly that makes sense absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) all in all though welfare fraud is actually quite low and again look to the tumblr page i'll refer to my thoughts about or what i said before about what newt gingrich said Numbers don't matter to people who feel like it's true. So they'll just, you know, chalk it up to fake news or liberal bias or whatever. Despite hundreds of hours of research from multiple independent sources, if it doesn't feel true enough to agree with their worldview already, then they just simply won't accept it, even to their detriment. So maybe we should all talk more openly about our claims to welfare programs Perhaps making it apparent that hard work, 
hardworking folks who are, you know, the dominant users of these programs are, are, are represented. You know, it's not just like, don't let them say we're all lazy bums. We're all work our fucking, our asses off for this shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like that. Yeah, we, we do need it sometimes. And we also pay into it when times are good. And we just need this. It makes sense. Don't let people fail. It brings us all down. Exactly. Well, and especially when you live in, you know, a specific region of the United States where it is really expensive to live. Yeah. And it's pretty much, it's not affordable, you know, unless you have some really high-end job, it's really hard to make it. And yeah, that you know, $100 a month for food really helps. It really does. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, God, it's such a weight off. It's, yeah, it's, and you know what? Like, to keep somebody alive and fed is such a blessing, and to complain about it, it just sounds absolutely inhumane to me. Yeah, it's a little absurd. You know, like... It's like uh, me being mad because, you know, children can receive free vaccinations so they don't die about measles. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm not a child. Why should, Why I, should the child I pay for yeah. this fucking yeah. measles vaccine? And it's yeah. just like it's such basic, decent humanity. Humanity, yeah. So basic. So maybe if we talk more about these things as they are personal and try to make it feel true, we could better change the perceptions that they're getting. It might work better than just, you know, throwing numbers and facts at people. Because, you know, like you said, they don't fucking care don't about matter. facts. Yeah. Goes right over your head. This is How fun. You feel? You I'm feel so ex- yeah, I'm yeah, so excited. Good. I'm also like, what am I allowed to say? Like, am I going to offend anybody? You know? I'm like, duh. Because then I'm like... What do you yeah, you should say? fucking pay me for your for fucking food stamps because you make literally ten billion dollars a year. Oh, we're gonna get there at the and end. And then I'm like, I shouldn't say that because I might offend some people. <laughs> but then it's but it's true. No, we'll get there at the end because like poor people are really the dominant majority of people who pay taxes because of our tax scheme, and billionaires are always able to write these things off. So it's your money, baby. Dude, it's a, I, I it's, don't feel bad, dude. And, like, also, like, being you. a giver, like, it's not like I have a lot of money, but, like, I'm always giving. Like, right? it's if not about how much starving, money I have, I'd be like, I make you food it. now. Dude, yeah, exactly. Take like, let me do what I can. Here, take these clothes that I have or, like, yeah, was you, you know what I mean? Oh, you want to take, like, $2 from, like, my paycheck every week or yeah. whatever to make sure that everybody has, like, children have food in America? Right. How the fuck am I supposed to be mad about that? Absolutely. My friend? Yeah, pretty much like everybody around me applied for food stamps and everybody got approved. And like specifically for this pandemic, like if it wasn't for those food stamps, we would have all been fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially because they made such a big point about like oh you're not gonna be able to go to the grocery store and like people were like turning into doomsday like you know and if you don't have that money in your bank account like how are you gonna eat right like so like just having the access to those food stamps like that's a basic human right it's like to be able to feed yourself you know that and they all have kids 
I know, right? That's so much laundry. Children messy. Children are messy. <laughs> Very messy. Unless you're Russian, they're not messy because you get slapped across the face. <laughs> I remember once as a kid I wanted to go to my grandma's house and my mom would not let me go to my grandma's house so I threw myself in my clean new outfit into a mud puddle. <laughs> nice! That rebel. Protest! I'm going to my grandma's Fuck house! Yeah, yeah. I've been like this forever. <laughs> it only makes sense. Actually it's funny you say that because I have recently realized that I don't know what happened in the last few years, but I'm really good at following the rules, even though I hate them. And I don't know if it's, like, my fear of getting taken away by authority, but I'm, like, I'm just going to be extra safe. It's yeah. really weird. Blend in. You get blend away in. with way more if you blend exactly. in. Exactly. And I'm, like, all the, like, colorful clothes that I normally wear, like, I went to my storage unit. I'm, like, how but, like, I stand out, like, so much, and yeah. I want to stand out. Yeah, you don't wear your Black Lives Matters t-shirt when you want to go lobby, because then you have to pass through the Capitol in that shit. Yep. Instead, you wear that shit when you go to the grocery store and you got time to argue with some with ignorant somebody asshole. somebody in that aisle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Discreet. <laughs> yeah, the older I get, the more discreet I want to be. And, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... When I do want to make a point, I want to make sure I, like, know all the information, you know? And, like, yeah. that's why I want to go into this land and resource management because I can learn all the laws dude, and, like, we're gonna be in the same specific thing. things. Natural and I'm, like, and cultural resource management. Dude, you that's know? It's going to be the next And, thing. like, I don't have to, like, look a certain way to make a fucking point, you know? No. I'll, be, I'll just be like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Go and, fuck yourself. And also, like, dudes get to be grumpy and say shit all the time. I know. Fuck that. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. No boss I've ever had in my life has ever, like, gone out of their way to be nice to me in in a way that didn't, like, benefit them specifically, you oh, know? Oh, for sure. So why the fuck, as a woman in the workplace, am I supposed to, like, watch my tone with you? Yeah. Or any of that oh, such nonsense. like, are you having a day? Like, no, are you, are you, are you on your, your period? period? What, do your balls hurt today, Kyle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, feeling a little tendy in the testes, Mr. Huh? Chad, yeah. Yeah. You want me to help you out with that? Two can play Cut this game and, and we go pigeons. nowhere. I'm going to listen to my favorite podcast. Yeah. Like in the next week. It's called In Defense of Plants. Have you listened to it? No. What? It's really good. I don't really listen to podcasts because I usually get like distracted. And this one, I'm like, what the fuck? Remember we listened to one about mycoheterotrophs? Or I was listening to it before we went to Cottonwood. I you do remember keep, that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. in defense of plants. Yeah. But I'm going to listen. I'm going to, like, observe how they talk. And then I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, prepare for the Weeds podcast in, like, <laughs> six months. What's, uh, who's the, what's the background of the people doing it? Are they, just they talk about, like, con- Do you want to yeah. talk about botany? Well, yeah. And then they talk about, like, controversial issues in Sweet. the plant world. It's really cool. You know, like, over harvesting certain things or, like. Um, the big thing that bothers me about herbalism, especially in Colorado, is, that would be a good podcast too, but, um, it's, it's really, like, about entitlement of white people and them abusing the plants rather than 
conserving them and that's why I was like no botany because it's more about the conservation instead of like oh we can heal you with this one little plant that comes from like middle of nowhere Africa that is endangered but it will make you erect so let's use it it's like what the <laughs> fuck why are you even teaching why are you even teaching about this plant in a class in Boulder Colorado what? you know what Boulder, I mean Colorado. and I'm like no like there's so many other plants that are you know and it's that's the other thing it's it's about like using the plants in your region and that's the the really important thing yeah and cultivating them sustainably you know? yeah not like oh there's this magical plant somewhere in the world like you should get it on the internet for $50 an ounce. It's like, oh fuck God. you. Also, I'm not paying $50 for a fucking thing that grows out of the earth. Also, fuck you for making money off of people who are like, oh, I'm really spiritual and like I use this plant that's really rare. Fuck you. You're killing the earth. Yeah, you're, you're killing the earth. Whatever. You can make it sound good, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. But you're this killing the earth. This candle smells like my vagina. <laughs> It's made with a rare plant from Africa. Exactly. And then a hundred thousand people order that fifteen dollar fucking or fifty dollar whatever fucking candle. And then yeah. And yeah. then there's no more plant in Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the people who live in that region to This use. is literally a story of pangolins. Don't even get me started. What? Pangolins. Did they really start the pandemic? Pangolin pandemic? Because it's a pandemic, how cute they are. Oh, wait, are we thinking about different animals? Pangolins are like the armadillos, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were originally saying that's how coronavirus started. Do you remember Pangolins? Yeah. See, I heard bats. No, no, no. And then it turned into pangolins. It was all over, like... I don't. I think NPR might have even. I done literally it. never heard pangolins. Are you I heard serious? Bats. Yeah. No, I heard no ba- pangolins. It was like a big thing. They were like, <sighs> it's f- from the pangolins, and I was I like, I feel like what? we won't know for like fifty more years. No. Whatever did this? I'm so gonna I'm be just ninety like, years old. Bats, pangolins, <laughs> government, maybe I don't di- fucking know. Dragons, mythical creatures. <laughs> yeah, crossed over from the other side and gave us corona. Yeah, At this point, knows. you could land and tell me that, like, Pleiadations did this, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, you know what? Pleiadians? Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. sounds about as correct as, as the rest of the else. shit I've read this week. God bless America. God bless America. That that used to be when my sister gave a shit about cursing in front of her kids. That's what she'd that's say. That's why I said of, it. God damn it. Yeah. That's what I... Yeah. That's yeah. what Allie Pie does. Like, Who? Um, Allison. When we used to work at Waffle Brothers, because it was a bunch of kids and it was an open kitchen, and we would burn oh, ourselves. That makes sense. And she would kids. just scream, God bless America! And, like, everyone would be stoked. Because, like, you know, yeah. God bless America. <laughs> yeah! And she's like, toaster's on fire! God! Oh, yeah. my God. That's yeah. great. That's really funny. That's, that's one of the best things I've ever heard. That's funny that somebody else does that. I didn't know that was like a. Is that a thing in America? God bless America. Yeah, it's like yeah. A fuck you. There's oh, a is? whole like weird like Christian vocabulary for quitting cursing, and not cursing in front of children and stuff. And like that. And Allie grew up in the Springs. Uh, mm. Mm. yeah, that makes interesting. Sense. Okay. As a scientist, I don't like that facts aren't respected, like feelings are. To me, that's dangerous. That's just really fucking dangerous. I also see through history where scientists should have been more vocal about the use of pseudoscience and legislation as well. And as an anthropology student, like, the whole history of anthropology is riddled with racism that we'll be undoing for the next hundred years Mm -hmm. if we can can really do it, you know? And giving 
giving credence to any of these ridiculous racist thoughts is really uh, is dangerous. And I also see that if perhaps feelings could be changed, it could open the door for the acceptance of facts. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I said that all these points were leading up to the same thing. Overall, most perpetuated and encompassing lie about welfare is that it creates a culture of dependency. In other words, it makes lazy people lazier and children of lazy parents grow up to be lazy. The World Economic Forum points out that this is, you know, not true and actually nothing could be further from the truth, calling this notion, quote, as misleading as it is familiar. I'll share with you an anecdote, a feels true moment, if you will. When I was much younger and I dated a guy whose father told us about how he grew up one night when he helped me fix the alternator on my car. He said both his parents were worthless, lazy drunks. Him and his copious amounts of brothers and sisters grew up on welfare, with himself being one of the oldest, or the oldest, I can't quite remember. He would wait for the mail to come to their rural Oklahoma home, and he would open the welfare check for his parents and take off with the food stamps to buy food for his siblings, because they just literally would not. And he hated the looks he got from the cashier, and he hated the feeling of being poor in a society that decided your worth on the amount of money that you had. He vowed he would never go on welfare as an adult, and he joined the service, worked hard, rose up through the ranks. I would call him a financially successful man. We both grew up on welfare, and yet we both took two completely different sides on this. I won't talk shit about my mom here uh, by comparing her to, like, neglectful lushes that he described his parents to be. But I will say that her uh, lackadaisical free-spiritedness and trust-no-one-over-30 mentality and (laughs) stick-it-to-the-man kind of attitude has not exactly helped her build a career and become Uh. financially (laughs) sustainable as as a single parent in America. Uh, The same was true for when I was a kid. And I grew up to think about these programs like they were good despite the shame that I may have felt. And he grew up to think that these programs simply led bad, lazy parents to be bad, lazy parents. And I understand him. And I understand me. And even though we chose opposite ends of the political spectrum, where we part is that I see that even despite these worst-case scenario participants... You know, we were fed. We had public education. We grew up healthy. And neither of us ever wanted to be on welfare again. It worked. He didn't see this as a win because people like his parents were never held responsible for being lazy shits. This is what feels true enough to make him not want want it for anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. But that pain he feels at this neglect can't be explained away with statistics about how food stamps and temporary assistance for needy families help kids grow up to be better off than their parents in a lift-rise kind of action. It doesn't matter that the success of those kids as adults has real returns for the government in the long term. That doesn't feel true. It's too far off to feel true. And it doesn't heal his pain. 
and people tend to expect wrongs to be righted by their governments, donkeys or elephants alike. In my research for this, it came to my attention that both left and right-leaning groups receive about the same amount of food stamps overall. Mm. So why the divide? Mm-hmm. Again, I'll refer to what Newt said. The facts and the politics don't match up because try as they might, laws, especially well thought out, just laws, don't tickle the feels like batshit crazy ones do. They often have complex titles that don't catch the eye or ear. For example, NAGPRA, Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act. Really important fucking law doesn't have the same ring as the Patriot Act. Right. It's not that we don't all pay for this safety net. And it's not that it isn't fair. It's not that it isn't that that it's too expensive. It's that it doesn't right the wrongs. The ability and legal power to do this is something we can debate, but probably never come to agree on. There were kids I knew growing up who would absolutely call who had what I would absolutely call bad parents. Parents who left their kids so long in cribs they had flatheads. Parents who let family patriarchs sexually prey on their children parents whose drug use came first and foremost in priority and i shudder to think what may have happened to them without things like food stamps medicaid Mm -hmm. yeah section 8 housing yeah the department of human services caseworkers to check in public education and pell grants yeah removing these protections to them doesn't right the wrongs but simply creates more wrongs As an adult, the few times I've had to use food stamps for a couple months, like along the lines of the national average, about four months, and now COVID. Because, like, God knows how long this will last. I've had to complete job searches and trainings to receive benefits. And as a student, I was told that simply being a full-time student was not enough to receive food stamps and that I must also be working part-time as well. Any full-time student will tell you that that is fucking difficult. And not impossible, but very difficult, and it takes time away from studying. I found that once I qualified for work-study, that this counts as a part-time job. And it really is. Uh, I was able to receive these benefits after showing that work-study counted. And work-study made this arrangement worthwhile. But if I simply just worked somewhere else... Like, this wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be worth time away from studying or anything. Yeah. Have you ever done work study? No, I've never done work study. You have two degrees? Yeah. Yeah. Business and... Philosophy. Little little conflicting. A little conflict, Very conflicting. How did it make you feel? Oh, pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Very angry. I like your honesty. Hmm. What is the purpose of life? Capitalism! No, no, that's, that's not the purpose of life. In Martin Gillen's book, Why Americans Hate Welfare, Race, Media, and Politics of Anti-Poverty Policy, studies conducted on public opinion polls of welfare, quote, Restricting the statistical model to non-black respondents, he finds strong support for the ex- explanation of racial attitudes, such as blacks are lazy. 
and mm. welfare recipients as undeserving as central elements in generating public opposition to welfare. So at the root cause of why people hate welfare, we find the oldest of America's problems once again. Racism. Mm, yeah. So growing up um, in Baltimore, Maryland, I grew up in the ghetto um, right outside of Baltimore City. And um, my mother is an immigrant, so we moved, she moved from Russia to Israel and then to Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, the American. What a transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and. My mom's eyes, America was this magical country of successful, rich, free people. And um, it was really hard growing up. And um, But we did get on food stamps. Uh, I can't recall for how long. And I remember all the paper clippings. But then, um, you know, she kind of got on her feet, learned English, and it was kind of... I remember it being um, like a secret. My mom was never like openly talking about being on food stamps. It was more like, don't tell anybody you're on food stamps. You know, like this is embarrassing. And um, I'm not sure how long we were on food stamps, but I do remember her telling me not to talk about it and uh, not to tell my friends who were, you know, a little more wealthy that I was on food stamps and that's how my mom was feeding me. And, you know, fast forward 20 years, my mom thinks that very same thing that people who rely on food stamps or use them as a support system are lazy. And it's and she like, she worked her ass off. She worked her ass off like... her whole life and moved from two different countries, you know, as a single mother. And, it was really interesting because as soon as the pandemic hit, she said, so are you going to apply for food stamps? <laughs> and it's like, oh, so suddenly that belief that anybody who asks for assistance from the government is lazy is gone. Like that's just out of the out of the question now because there is a pandemic, you know, and it's like, are people just this is a philosophical question, but. You only agree with something when it's convenient for you, basically. Yeah. And that's not fair, you know, because the reality is we all need help sometimes. And um, talking so much shit about groups of people, um, instead of remembering that everybody's an individual also, right, um, and then taking that and removing it when it's convenient for you is just not fair. Yeah, it's whether or not you and your family eat this week have to do with my political feelings. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, when you need the help, you're okay with it, you know. Yeah. But otherwise, everyone's lazy. Yeah, everyone's a lazy asshole until, until you until actually you need, need it. it. Yeah. It's only like real convenient that money and race line up. Yeah. Yeah. To make more money. Yeah, to make more money. Yeah. So we've looked at the numbers, run the polls, researched the spending, and I'm not even talking about my show. All of the sources that you'll find on the Tumblr page are much more capable organizations 
than me as a as one resurgent human. Um, <laughs> and we've talked about our feelings. So once again, we arrive at the frustrating conclusion that racism ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. Ruins everything. Every, every this country. Thing. Greed and racism ruins. ruins yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, they're, they've got hands in each other's pockets. So the research that's been done on welfare programs shows that all the reasons why people hate food stamps are either untrue and completely baseless or just rooted in America's racism problem. In 1976, Reagan was on the campaign trail rattling on about things written for him that he couldn't have cared less about when he was an actor, but played his role accordingly as a statesman for the Republican Party. For instance... Uh, he didn't give a shit about, like, hating on gay people or being anti-gay like marriage when he was an actor. And then when he became a politician. a politician of the Republican Party, that was a thing. That was, like, the thing. It was, like, the easy thing to do, you know? The, it was a time period where the LGBTQ community were easy targets for politicians, and they just... You know, disgustingly enough, just threw them out like doves. Mm -hmm. So there was this woman that he cited in particular uh, that he he loved to like do these unsubstantiated claims about welfare and it divided and conquered and worked. And one woman he cited in particular was Linda Taylor, who would be known via newspapers across the country as the welfare queen. Mm. If you've seen uh, neck. Netflix's um, Glow with the female wrestlers. Mm -hmm. uh, what the welfare queen character comes from this actual true story of Linda Taylor. She was a mixed woman who grew up in the 1950s and 60s America. Interracial marriage wasn't legal until 1967. So children who were the product of these illegal liaisons were targets for racists. And she often passed herself off as a white woman because it's easier, why wouldn't you? Uh, and although she was actually involved in so much more nefarious things than welfare fraud, she was coined the welfare queen, and this became like an e like the a fucking Chuck E. Cheese token for Reagan to play. A more recent book about her life takes aim at this, uh, from the Washington Post now. Josh Levin, author of the new biography, The Queen, The Forgotten Life Behind an American Myth. Levin portrays Taylor as a lifelong con artist and thief who may have committed far more serious crimes, including kidnapping and murder. <laughs> but her prosecution for welfare fraud was fueled by politics. And Levin argues that his deeply researched book, quote, Linda Taylor has as much in common with the typical welfare rule breaker as a bank robber does with someone who swipes a piece of penny candy. <laughs> Yet, Taylor's mere existence gave credence to a slew of pernicious stereotypes about people, about poor people, and black women. And that's pretty much what I was getting at when I said this all goes to a certain point. We shouldn't have to pay for the lazy people, and the lazy people are black people. Yeah, exactly. It just always comes or down people to... people of color. Yeah, people of color. Yeah. 
It's just, it's a common trope of white supremacy to be like, oh, everybody else is lazy and never built anything or did anything. When literally we didn't do anything, showed up, took it all, and then just, like, rewrote history. Exactly. It, it, yeah. Food stamps. Tell me how this isn't all connected. Please, someone. Please, for the <sighs> love of God, come, come tell me, like I'm seven, how it's not actually all connected. So how do we, how do we remove that stigma, you know? From those people that have the feels, you know, or think they know, or don't look at the facts or the, you know, the entire picture. How do we remove that, you know? It's my only crack at it. Maybe just talk about it personally. Because, you know, people don't like to talk about being poor personally. Yeah. I don't really like it either. People give you that that look, you know. Oh, you're poor. Oh, oh, that... That look in their eye, that gleam oh. of tragedy. Oh, you with, poor thing. You know, they're, they're oh just like, God. oh, they're so, they're getting oh. off on how bad they feel for you. Yeah. I fucking hate that. And then they turn around and don't do anything about it. Yeah, they don't vote. They'll still, like, be the biggest assholes they ever were in the world. Yeah. But God, do they get off on your suffering. Yeah. Oh, honey, it's going to be okay. Oh, bless your heart. Bitch, do you have three jobs? No, but I'm praying for you, yeah, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> to close, we can maybe battle feels true is true with is true and feels true. We can maybe make the truth sound real again if we start owning up to it. We should probably stop thinking that we're all about to be future billionaires and realize that everyone needs help sometimes. Hold on to our own hurts about what poverty did to us and not make others have to write that mistake. We should also be where rich people creating class and race divide with finger pointing at the quote-unquote lazy. Beware tokens from politicians. And remember the reason we can't have nice things in this country is usually going to be greed or racism. And if you live in Colorado, uh, greed, racism, and Tabor. But that's for another episode. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh,